You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Just like finishing right always ends with God. Amen? That's why the motto of LWC is so central to the Christian life. That's why when we talk about this being our DNA, it has to be part of, part of our life cycle, that we connect to God because apart from Christ, we can do nothing. We grow in Christ because if we don't grow, we stay like infants and God never came to make us born again without wanting us to mature and be more like Jesus every day. We also serve because that's what Jesus came to do. A church that's serving reciprocates the things of God. We emulate who God is when we're serving. And then reach. We reach because people need Christ. How many of us have someone in our lives that needs God? How many of us are surrounded by many who need God in their lives? They don't need religion. They need a living relationship with Jesus Christ, who is the Savior of the world. So I'm going to use two points that can help us know the importance of reaching those people and also lead us to reach those people for Christ. I really think that we need to have this as our priority, that God has people around us for one reason. If they're not saved, we need to do everything we can to get them saved. If they are saved, we need to promote the love of God. Amen? So that other people around us will say, there's something different about you. We want what you have. Let me pray as we go into point number one. Father, thank you for this first service. Thank you, Lord, that you are so alive and well. As your people, we come wanting to hear from you. I pray, Lord God, as your messenger, that I will just speak very clearly and, and uh, humbly about your truth, and that as we, uh, as all of us leave today, we all pray that you will not only speak to us, but that we'll hear you. Not only will we hear you, but we'll actually put these words into action, and you'll lead us by the power of your Holy Spirit, and we can make a difference in our individual lives and in the lives of those that you place around us. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. So point number one is pretty simple. Reaching out to others is important because, and I want to list four things. Reaching out to others is important because, number one, I was created to fulfill God's purpose. If we can grab a hold of the fact or the truth that there is a greater purpose for us living on this earth than just for our own self-gratification... 
or for our own self-needs. It will change us forever. Amen? Proverbs 16, it puts it like this. The Lord has made everything for His own purposes. The Lord has made everything for His own purposes. It doesn't end there. It says, even the wicked for punishment. You know, there is a greater purpose in this life than just us. And can I, put, can I say this? God doesn't make people wicked. But there are wicked people. And most of us fit in that category outside of Christ. Are you with me? Before we came to Christ, we were alienated from God. In fact, the Bible says that we were enemies of God. But He brought us close. He brought us near through the blood of His Son. And He cleansed us and He made us holy. But outside of Christ, beloved, there is no one who's good. And those are from the words of Jesus. I believe God has given us His purposes to bring as many people to Him as He will allow us to bring them. As many people as He will allow us to bring, that is His purpose for our lives. I'm so blessed. I was talking to a sister in Christ before the service started, and she's got 20 uh, women going to her Bible study. 20 women. She is living out the purposes of God. Her life is more than just herself. So, beloved, you have been created with a purpose. Can you say that to your neighbor right now? Look to the person on your left and say, God has a purpose for me. Now look to the person on your right and say, God has a purpose for you. Amen. That is so true. Reaching out to others is important because number two, let me just say this. God planned my life mission before I was born. Whew. Before Mike and Ruth West were born, God had a plan that they would lead people into praises of Him. Now, can I tell you that God has a plan for you, but the devil wants to deter that plan. The devil wants to usurp that plan. He wants to come in and he wants to drive a wedge in that plan. But God has a mission for each of us, and, and that's exactly why our model, not our model, M-O-D-E-L, is that we connect, we grow, we, re- we, we serve, and we reach. But our model, M-O-T-T-O, at Living Word Chapel is what? We're mission-minded and we're grace-led. Our hearts are set on the mission God has placed for us. And before we were ever born, God had a plan. He had a mission. I love the way that the Ephesians 2.10 puts it, and I'm reading out of the Good News Bible. It says, God has made us what we are. Ain't that cool? Have you thought about that? You're a school teacher. Do you know God made you a school teacher? 
Whatever, if you work with your hands and you're a handyman or you work in crafts, God made you that. You work with horses, you, 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 whatever you do, God made you that person. He's given you a gift, a talent. He made us what we are, and in our union with Christ Jesus, He has created us for a life of good deeds, which He has already prepared for us to do. Isn't that amazing that, that before we were born, God had a mission for us, and not only did God have a mission for us, but He said, I'm going to prepare these things so that you can walk in them. Every trip that I've made that's ever brought glory to God, God prepared that before I even thought about it. And the, the, the awesome thing about that is that if God has prepared a plan and a mission for me, who will be able to stop it? Before you started that ministry to help young women with some hard decisions with babies, before you ever even thought about it, God already had a thought. He thought it up. There's going to be a need. And he said, you know what, I want you to do this. Before you entered into a ministry with the Gideons or whatever ministry, before you even thought about it, God said, I have prepared something for you to do. And if God's prepared it, who's going to stop God? Now, God can stop us in our own strength, but no one can stop God. And so he's prepared a mission for us so that we can walk in it, so that we can live in it. And so that every day we have a choice to make the most of every opportunity that God gives us to fulfill his mission. Here, here's my question to you. Do you. When you wake up in the morning, do you think, Lord, what do you have for me to do for you? Lord, how can I fit into your plan this morning, this day? Because he's got a plan. Amen? You see, reaching out to others is important, number three, because fulfilling my mission brings glory to God. Beloved, when we live out the mission of God, it brings Him glory. He shines bright. He shines bright anyways, but can I tell you something? When you do the things that you're called to do for Him, it brings Him glory. He created you to bring glory to Him. We are not capable of receiving the glory which is due Him. I was on Twitter this week and, and I, I read a tweet. It was great. And the tweet was about, uh, it mentioned a very famous uh, childhood star who's now a young adult and he is in problem after problem after problem after problem. I don't have to name names. He did. I don't have to name names. But he put, he's a perfect example that success can be more harmful than failure for people. Success that puffs you up will usually destroy you. When everyone's saying, rah, 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 this person, it is a disaster if it doesn't bring glory to God. 
Pastors are notorious for falling because people got their eyes on them. We're not designed to have glory in ourselves. We were created to bring glory to God. So we should deter that. If someone says, man, man, you're so awesome. No, 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 I'm not awesome. He's awesome. You do things so good. You do things so well. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you for that, but it's because of him. We were created to bring glory to God. Jesus teaches us this when he says to the Father, he says, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. John 17, he's praying to the Father. He said, Father, I have, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. I've accomplished this work, and because of it, all glory be yours. He teaches us, see, Jesus is our model. We're called to imitate Christ. And if Christ, the Savior, the perfect one, if he said, Lord, if he said Father, I, I, I've brought, I finished the work, I, I, I just want to give you glory, it tells us let's always give glory to God. Reaching out to others is important as well because, number four, my primary task in life is to fulfill my mission. You see, there are many things that are vying for our allegiance and our attention. There are many things that are going to try to pull you away from the mission God has for you. Amen? But our primary task is to fulfill the the mission which God has placed in our life. The Bible puts it like this in the book of Acts. It says, the most important thing is that I complete my mission, the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to tell people the good news about God's grace. That's the Apostle Paul talking right there. It's his life verse. How many of you have a life verse? How many of you have picked out a, 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 a verse, something in the Bible, you say, I'm going to live by this. He said, I don't care about my life. What's important is that I complete my mission, and my mission is to tell and to share the gospel of grace. Wow. I want to internalize that. How many of you know who Charles Spurgeon is, the great preacher Charles Spurgeon? He put it pretty bluntly. This is what he said. Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you are not saved yourself. Is he pretty blunt? One of the greatest preachers of all time, Spurgeon. He said, do you not wish that other people be saved? Are you sure you're saved yourself? Because when you're saved, you don't want anyone else not to be saved. Do you have that mentality? When when you're saved, when you're born again, when there's something that's happened in your life, there's a change that only God can do. When you go, wherever you go, you desire for people to know God. And the only way that people will know God is through Jesus Christ. If you're around people that are not saved, there's something inside of us as a, as a saved person that you desire. Lord, give me a word for them. Let me speak. Let me do something today that they're going to see. They're going to see you living through me. 
There's a wonderful quote. They say it's St. Francis of Assisi, but some others say it's not. But it's a great quote. It's, it's uh, everywhere you go, preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. Amen? Amen? Everywhere we go, the gospel needs to be preached. We need to live it out. But if necessary, talk. Use words. But you don't have to. Let your life be an example of Jesus. Point number two. <clears throat> Jesus' mission on earth must matter to me. Must matter to us because... Number one, if I want to be like Jesus, my life mission must include his life mission. We are supposed to conform into the image of Christ. Amen? When, when people see us coming, when people are around us, they're supposed to say, man, he is just like Jesus. There's something different. Uh, here, here's an example. There's a, there's, a, there's a guy in the church. He, he was invited to a staff party just yesterday. And uh, there's a lot of worldly things going on. And when he's there, you know, he, 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 he brings Christ into that work environment. And as he's there yesterday, in fact, his supervisor, and this guy's a supervisor too, his supervisor says to him, you're not going to enjoy this, but I'm going to share this. So he, she shared something about psychics and things like that. And when she told him, she, she could not just say that without telling him, this is not going to be something you're going to enjoy. You know why? Because he represents Christ. And he's making a difference. And can I tell you something? He's there at that job as a light. And the reason that he's there is not only just to receive a, a paycheck, because you can receive a paycheck a lot of places. Can I tell you that? You're there at work because you're supposed to let people see Jesus living through you. And you are. If people are making excuses, if people cuss in front of you and they say, sorry, sorry, I, I didn't mean to do it. If they do that, that's because Jesus is living through you. He expects us to continue his life mission. Listen to what he told his disciples. He said, you are to go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, everywhere. That tells me that my life is not about just preaching an oracle. My life mission is, is going to Samuel or wherever God takes me. And can I tell you something? Before I was a preacher, I was a preacher. Are you with me? Before you're put into ministry, wherever you do ministry, you share the gospel, you share the love of God. Because his mission has to be our mission. If, if you're a Christian, I love the way that, that, that young brother put it. It goes beyond our Facebook post. Amen. It goes into our lives. Beloved, we shouldn't find contentment in coming to church every Sunday and keeping to ourselves what the world needs. 
We should desire a living relationship with Jesus that will go beyond the four walls of a church building into every relationship we make and every location that we go. This is so huge. This is so huge because if every single one of us, if 67% of us, let me just change it. Because not everyone participates. That's just, let's, I mean, that's just reality. Amen? Are you with me? If 67% of us were out there sharing the love of God, can I tell you that this year you're starting out right? This year there's going to be more people coming to Jesus than last year. Your job is a gift from God, but you're not there just to earn an income. You're there to share the love of Christ. I can say this because, beloved, when I came to Christ, I led so many people to the Lord at BHP Copper because of his grace. And some of you are doing the same thing. Amen? Because there's a burning desire in us for people to be saved. Your school is a wonderful place to learn, but you're not there just to learn. You're there to model the ways of God so that people will ask you to share with them the hope that you have. Anyone in here in school? Anyone going to school? You're there to learn. Yes, you're there to learn. But you're there to share the love of Jesus. You're there to model His righteousness. I love the way Peter put it in 1 Peter 2.9. He says, you are the ones chosen by God, God's instruments to do his work and to speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. That's why I share Jesus with people because he made such a night and day difference in my life. How many of you have friends right now? You have friends that they're not walking with God. Are they seeing a night and day difference in you? Because Jesus makes a complete transformation in our lives. People around you should be, they should be savoring. They should be going like, dude, what do you have? I want that. That's how good God is. That's how good God is. I went and had some great yogurt the other day. I mean, I'm telling you, it was, I didn't even know they had this place right there by the, by the movie place by Walmart. Went out with dear friends. Just a great time. And I, man, I'm, I, every time I think about that yogurt that I had, I'm like, man, this was pretty good stuff. See, that's how people should be with us, with God. They should come around us. They should, they should yearn. They should want to be around us because there's something different about Jesus. And it's not religion. Religion doesn't change people. It puts people in bondage. Jesus changes lives. His mission should matter to me because sharing the good news is my responsibility. I want you to think about every person you come into contact with. Every person you come into contact with. Are there any who possibly have never heard about Jesus? Or maybe some of those 
have had a bad experience with religion? How many of you know that people get turned off because of bad experience? Wouldn't it be awesome if they had someone share with them the difference between religion and a relationship with Christ? But pastor, I, 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 don't, I don't want to intrude their space. Let me tell you that Satan has no problem intruding their space with deceit and counterfeit gods. And we're talking about eternity with God or eternity separated from God. So I was preparing this sermon, the Lord just put a fire in me. Just, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so much, so many people that we need to reach. And we can do it in Him. It's such a big deal, beloved. The Bible says, telling the good news does not give any reason for bragging, but telling the good news is my duty. It's something I must do. And how terrible it will be for me if I do not tell the good news. Think, think about it this way. You have a cure for cancer. Diana, you just came up with a cure for cancer. You just, I mean, boom! Just got a call yesterday from a, from a young brother that came to church here for a long time, was on the worship team, not here anymore. Tumors in his back, fighting, battling, young man. Prayed with him yesterday. You know what I would have done if, if Diana had this cure for cancer? Can I, uh, can I tell you? I said, Diana, will you please share that cure? Would you please share that? Would you please let me have that and let me take it to this brother who I love so much and let, me, let him get healed from cancer? How many of you would keep that from people that you loved? How much more do we keep the cure for their disease of sin by keeping the grace of God to ourselves and not sharing it? Young person, can I tell you something? There, there's people in your life, and, and, and they're really cool, you know? They're, 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 they're just great people, but they need Jesus, just like you need Jesus. They need the grace of God. They need, they need a relationship with the Creator. Why would, we, why would we keep that to ourselves? Think about it, beloved, when you go to work the next time. And, and believe me, be careful. You, need, you have to be very tactful. You're not going to go over there and bang people over the head with the Bible. But you should be sharing the love of God. Amen? We should be sharing the love of Christ. Because it's our duty. I'm going to quote Spurgeon again because I love the way he put it. He said it, he said it like this. You know, that, you know Spurgeon didn't mess around? He didn't mess around. He didn't mince words. He said, if sinners will be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our bodies. If they're going to go to hell, let, I'm going to try to block them. You're going to have to jump over me. I'm not going to let you go to hell without jumping over me. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms about their knees, imploring them to stay. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go to that place. You don't want to go to eternal destruction. You don't want to go there. There's so much better. If hell must be filled, at least let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions. 
and let not, let not one go there unwarmed and unprayed for. If, if, if someone is going to perish around us, beloved, hear me now, if someone is going to perish around us, don't let them go by just giving them a free, ex, a free, a free a pass. But do everything in your power to keep them from going there. Do you understand that this life is so quick? Can, can I tell you something? That, that Pastor Bob, 80 years of age, 80 years, 80, yeah, 82, I know, Pastor. I'm just rounding, okay? 82, I know. <laughs> Don't forget the two years. Those are important, I know. Like that, 80 years like that. Eternity is awaiting all of us. Eternity Eternity is a lot more than 80 years. We should think about that when we're with people. Because it's so important, dear sir, dear ma'am, that you know Jesus. Amen? Can I tell you that Spurgeon, Spurgeon led so many people to God? You know why? Because he said it like it is. How many times do we not to how many times do we not want to offend people and they die? And because you never offended them by sharing the greatest gift, you don't know if they heard the good news. One of the things that I share at funerals is I I, I don't want to have to lie at a funeral. I don't want to have to make things up. Like maybe they did believe. My prayer is that I know that they believed. Amen? Jesus' mission on earth must matter to us because, number four, sharing the good news is a privilege. Just this week we got a praise report on the connection card from a, from a, a sister in the, in the church and she said this, LWC is reaching across the nation. I shared the website with a friend in Missouri who was sharing with her friends. LWC is reaching many more than you know. Amen. I thought that was so cool. I got a text this morning from someone in outside of the the oracle in 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 uh, another city and he texted he said i just heard the message um last week's message and he said it really blessed me can i tell you something beloved the word of god changes people's lives it's a privilege that we can play a small part in god's big plan And you don't even have to preach to your friends. You can simply invite them to church. You can invite them to a life group. You can invite them to listen to a podcast or a Bible study. And God will do the rest. How how many of you believe today that God will do the rest? The Bible puts it like this. It says, all these new things are from God who brought us back to himself through what Jesus Christ did, or Christ Jesus did. And God has given us the privilege of urging everyone to come into his favor and to be reconciled to him. 
God has given me the privilege. Think about that. He's given you the privilege. One of these days we go, we go before God. and We're all going to go before God. And he's going to show, I, I don't know how he's going to do it, but, you know, maybe all the opportunities that he put before us. What a privilege. Amen? And there's never been a time, let me say something, there has never been a time that I've shared Christ when the door's been open that people have not appreciated. They don't always say yes, but every time they leave different. Jesus' mission on earth must matter to me because people are lost without Christ. Anyone who is in Christ knows that without him we are totally lost. But we can always default to these words that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus, come down off that tree, Zacchaeus. You notorious tax collector. Notice he didn't say to the Pharisees, come here. Because the Pharisees had it all together. So they thought. Religious people, you don't have it together. We don't, we, we don't want to get religious. Because then we say, look at you. Instead of saying, Lord, look at me. I need you. Amen? Zacchaeus, get off that tree. Come. And, and then the end of the story is, he came to save those whom are lost. Just think about ourselves as hope for the lost. The lifeline for those who are drowning. Please do them a favor and throw them the lifeline for them to find life. Amen? Amen. Jesus' mission on earth must matter to me because God wants everyone to be saved. Pastor, you, you don't understand. I don't think he wants my neighbor to be saved. You don't know how the way he acts. I, I, the, guy at the, you know, the guy at the country club, I don't think he wants that guy saved. You don't know him. John Wesley put it nicely. He said, you have nothing to do but to save souls. Therefore, spend and be spent in this work. And go not only to those that need you, but to those that need you the most. It is not your business to preach so many times. In other words, don't worry about how many times you're going to share and to, and to take care of this or that society, but to save as many souls as you can and to bring as many sinners as you possibly can to repentance. How many, how many of you know who John Wesley is? He had a method of doing church. So they call it the Methodist Church now. <laughs> you need to know this. We reach out to people because God wants everyone to be saved. 
your neighbor, your cousin, your boss, your friend, and believe it or not, even your enemy, he wants him or her saved. The Bible puts it like this, God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. How many of you want to be his vessel? How many of you want to be his vessel? Yeah. You see, beloved, we are his hands. We are his feet. We are his voice. So we can make a decision to reach as many as God will allow us for his glory. Amen? Amen. In your bulletin, there's a card. I want you, if you don't mind, pulling that card out right now. It says, Reaching Others for Christ. Take some time. Right now as we close, we've got ten minutes. Take some time and fill out five friends Maybe four friends and one enemy, a coworker, whatever it may be that you're praying for. Notice what it says in the front, reaching others for Christ. Reveal that you're a Christian. Extend an invitation to a weekend service. Ask if it's okay to share your story. How many of you know that we all have a story? How many of you know that your story is important? Communicate why or how you became a Christian. How many, how many of you can right now recall how you became a Christian? Isn't that awesome? Amen. I love those hands. Help your friend to know Christ personally. Invite him into this personal relationship with Jesus. I'm going to say this to you because it's going to happen, beloved. I'm going to say this because it's going to happen to you this week or the weeks to come. God is going to begin to show you how much your friends, family, people that are around you need God and he's going to prepare a way for you to begin to share because he wants people to be saved he does not want anyone to perish but for all to come to a knowledge of the truth Jesus so fill out your card and put your card somewhere where you can see it in your refrigerator, your bathroom mirror, your bedroom mirror, wherever. And every time you see those names, pray. And when they come to God, because they are, then you check them off and say, thank you, Jesus, all glory to you. And remember this day that God spoke to you to say they're worth it. Amen? Let's pray. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.